the final out, sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable, never looks so good. We're starting to find our rhythm here in the final out. Uh, as soon as Nick Earnshaw is taken over for Tucker Bagley, uh, things have turned around. We found the correct Beatles song to, to, to celebrate wins. Um, we are just starting to get on a roll as the Phillies are starting to, to find their rhythm as well. Welcome to the season. I'm not ready yet. I'm not. I, I, I have been flippant in the past of, of using the B word and, and saying and, and believing too hard in the Phillies. It's probably my biggest fault as a human being is that I believe too hard in the Phillies. Um, and I, 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 am, I am trying my damnest to hold back from, from just jumping in off the deep end and believing in this team. I need, need the Dodgers series this weekend. Give me the Dodgers series. Give me good baseball. I'm not asking for a split. Nah, I'm not getting out of hand. But I can be honest and say, listen, they're playing uh, bottom feeder teams. The Nationals are a little scrappy. So, you know, I thought that was relatively impressive. I think this Tigers team is atrocious. Obviously, it's not uh, A's bad. And frankly, I, I have no idea how the Tigers have the record they do. They're definitely dealing with some injuries. They're essentially going bullpen games uh, in these last two. Uh, there are there are definitely you can you can point to some things with the Tigers and the Nationals as reasons why not to to, to fully be pressing the the, the B word yet. Um, but I'll say this: it certainly feels like things are trending in the right direction. Welcome on in. It is Jack Fritz hanging out here with you on Sports Radio ninety four WIP. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. If you're leaving the game, 36,000. 36,000 in there tonight. It wasn't a dollar dog night. They're not playing a, a, a top team on the, on the schedule. They're playing the Tigers. And, and the Phillies have not played inspiring baseball. To get over 36,000 again tonight, it just goes to show you that the city hasn't given up on this team. And that makes my heart happy. It really really does. Um, and if you're leaving the ballpark, we'd love to, to hear from you. Get in, 215-592-9494. Or if you watch at home like I did and did not go and sit in the wildfire-infested air um, down at Citizens Bank Park, I mean, that was insane. That was insane. It was even worse up in New York. I mean, damn damn Canadians. What are we doing, Rob Thompson? So here are my big takeaways from tonight. Uh, one is obviously Tywin Walker, who is our player of the game, which is brought to you by South Jersey Gas, committed to providing safe, reliable, affordable natural gas. Make the switch at southjerseygas.com slash lovemyhome. He had a no-hitter uh, into the fifth tonight. So, you know, Phil's are, Phil's are heating up in the no-hitter category, as long as Scott Fransky doesn't jinx him. You know, uh, do us a solid there, uh, Scott, and you know, at least at least give us some hope. You know, don't don't put your hex on it early in the games. But regardless, uh, Taiwan Walker was really good tonight. Um, there was points where against a better offense, they probably take advantage. I mean, there was a couple situations, runners on base, uh, one out um, that he was able to get out of, out of, and and credit to him for doing that. But when he started evaluating his start against better teams, better teams probably execute more in those situations. But it's clear some of the adjustments that he worked on in his bullpen sessions or uh, after the after the, the the Mets start 
clearly helped. I mean, the, the fastball had more life to it. He's up to 95. He even was touching 96 in the seventh, which I didn't see happening, um, which is a good sign. He's up. That was the hardest he had thrown all year, up from 92. I guess they – um, I guess they were working on making sure he can get into more of a rhythm. He felt too stiff in the Mets start, and that's why he felt like he couldn't fully unleash his fastball. But either way, the the fastball being up to 95 is a good sign. You can't just be a splitter guy. You're a starter. You know, it's a really good pitch. It's something that uh, that I think is is tougher major league hitters to consistently hit. He got a lot of strikeouts on it tonight, but you can't just be predictable. And the fastball, the life that it had. It definitely made it harder for hitters to sit on the on the splitter, and I just think that when you're when you're talking about tunneling stuff and you're talking about uh, making it tough on a on a hitter when you don't have a, a wipeout slider or a wipeout curveball, he has to rely on a little bit of rise in that fastball and throwing a splitter to the same spot and letting it fall off the table. That is the recipe to success for Tywan Walker. So. The adjustments worked. He was throwing harder. The split worked better. I like that. I like that right now you're starting to hear stories about the Phillies coaching staff, the Phillies biomechanics uh, behind the scenes helping these guys. Trey Turner, he he didn't get a hit tonight, but he smoked a couple balls. Uh, seems like he is climbing out of this after his big night last night. Tywin Walker, they worked on stuff in the bullpen to get him to throw a little bit harder. So you're starting to see the coaching staff get their their fingerprints on this thing, and that's important when you're talking about digging yourselves out of a a six game on games under 500 kind of hole they've been. But Tywin Walker, the adjustments worked. It, it's interesting with with Taiwan because the narrative around him is traditionally. He's he's been up and down, been inconsistent. Don't know what you're getting, and and generally I feel that way. I don't think he's been terrible. I, I think he's been hit or miss, but I definitely don't really have a great idea what I'm going to get when he goes out there. But I will say this: last four starts, he has a two thirty uh, two three five ERA. So obviously it's a four game sample size. I get it, but still that's a that's a a good sign, and hopefully he can get on a little bit of a roll here. And we're talking about the starters in general. Ranger on Sunday, seven innings, seven innings, one run. Nola ties a career high yesterday. Uh, technically, no earned runs, even though we know what happened with the Nick Maton home run. But seven innings, no earned runs for Aaron Nola last night. And then Taiwan Walker tonight, seven shutout with his uh, season high in strikeouts. So that's a really good sign. Get get the starting staff rolling here, um, and and you kind of shore up the one big question mark you had about them. When, when you're evaluating if they can climb out of this. And I think getting those three rolling, Wheeler tomorrow, when, which should be a get-right start, um, it, get those starters rolling, and you'll see this thing start to turn. And my second big takeaway from the night is I, I know that there's probably going to be some reaction of like, oh, my gosh, the offense, they went back to being inconsistent. Dude, that offense tonight was fine. They They smoked some baseballs. I mean, there was three that I thought should have gotten out. The wind was blowing hard left to right. They kept some balls in. They were hitting some balls into the gap that I thought should have been down. But uh, like Akil Badu made a great play. The the second baseman made a great play. Like I'm just saying, I'm not 
and I'm not worried about the offense because they scored one run against the Tigers tonight. It should have been way more. It should have been way more. Um, and I know they had to deal with the 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 clouds overhead or whatever, and the and the wind and the Tigers all of a sudden having Gold Glovers all over the field. Not worried about the offense. I still think that they are trending more in the right direction. 215-592-9494 is how you get in. Tommy is in Abington. What's happening, Tommy? Yeah, how are you tonight? I'm on the radio now. I, I just real quick, uh, yeah. you know, it's great that, like, you saw the Phils win. They played tough. Uh, I thought it was a pretty foul game. A little concerned that they didn't move the runner. Three leadoff runs, leadoff, uh, leadoff singles lead off get on bases for like a couple innings straight and uh you know they played smart baseball no errors tight game you know held the lead i mean they looked good there the other thing that was a little nuts i thought was that you know the pitch clock is great the game is uh fed up but then you spend an hour trying to get out of the you know <laughs> trying to get out of the place in the lot yeah i'm sure i'm sure now yeah. did you did you feel like it was too fast in being there like and it was like two hours and seven minutes did it feel a little too quick no, I didn't feel it was too quick. I mean, I, the whole the whole thing for me is the pitch clock is like they want to make baseball a good product. I mean, I just maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but maybe they didn't take into account that like getting to and from the ballpark is part of the experience too. You know? <laughs> yeah, I guess they just can't you know fix that with the pitch clock. They kind of got to you know take it one thing at a time. And what is interesting is that I've heard a good amount of people say, well, when you go to the games, it feels a lot faster. And it did. I was at opening day. It felt pretty fast. Um, but at the same time, like, they're, they're cutting out a lot of the fat from the game. And I think it's just going to be an adjustment for everyone involved. And if it keeps in your seat instead of going out and, and, and waiting in line for stuff, then so be it. I mean, that's kind of the, the thing you give up. So, um yeah, it's it was a fast game tonight. I mean, over in two hours and seven minutes, and that was a game that started three minutes late. So, um, yeah, it, it was definitely a quick-moving one. But either way, Phil's win. I know it was only one nothing. I know it was the Tigers. I felt like they hit a lot of balls hard, not worried about the offense, and Tywin Walker was great. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in here on the final out. On the other side, a major positive for this team recently and – how it's going to get even better. What is that? We'll get to that coming up next here on the final out. As Alexander deals, and the pitch is lifted high and deep. Right field. Going back, McKinstry. He's looking up at the wall. It is gone. Lead off home run for Kyle Schwarber. His first of the year. And it's one nothing Phillies here in the bottom of the first. Ah, yes. Nothing more reliable than June Schwarber. Welcome on back. That is our play of the game. Which is brought to you by Mike's Amazing, uh, presented by Mike's Amazing, the official mayo, mustard, and vegetable oil of the Phillies. It is the final out, sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable, never looked so good. And yeah, I think I think June Schwarber is probably the best bit in Philly sports right now. Uh, it just it, it makes no sense. All of a sudden, the the calendar flips and bang, Schwarber hit the ball out of the ballpark again. Um, I would like for it not have to wait till June. I, I don't need 165 in the first. Two months of the year, we you know we can hit the ball at the ballpark before that, and you did have 13 before heading into June. But still, I mean, come on, man. So either way, uh, we'll take it. If he ends up with 46 home runs again, it's fine. But it is just it's it's like clockwork, and I don't remember this really happening with any other athlete in Philly sports where it's just like they dominate one month. It's just one month, and obviously that we know the the 
the famous nicknames of like Mr. October and Mr. November and this stuff. But we got Mr. June, so whatever. We take it. So I teased about uh, the major positive for this team that is that has been happening recently. And the major positive is that Kimbrell and Sir Anthony, since Alvarado won the IL on May 10th, Kimbrell has allowed two earned, and Sir Anthony has allowed one earned run. So both of those guys are pitching at a high level. Um, I think Soto I, I trust more than I don't. Strom is now back in a bullpen role. They're, they're skipping the, the bullpen game this time around, um, which is which is interesting and, and, and a pretty good sign. I know Dave Dombrowski said on the pregame show that Bailey Falter could be in line to come back up and be that fifth starter. We'll see. But regardless, you know, with those guys rolling and with Alvarado probably getting activated on Friday, in this bullpen, I know for years that the running joke was always about the Phillies bullpen and how much of uh, you can't trust them and dumpster fire this, dumpster fire that. And he did have the worst bullpen ERA in the history of baseball one of his, <laughs> in one of these last couple seasons. So, like, we've seen the, the worst of the worst, but – on paper and the way these guys are pitching, thank God Sir Anthony has kind of turned a corner here um, because, like, he was so up and down to begin the year. And it was funny. It felt like we we don't give him the same excuses that we give Nolan Wheeler about pitching late into the year. So it seems like his he, he, he is right of the ship here. He's been on a little bit of a roll. But with Alvarado, and he did allow, I think, two earned up in Reading tonight. So... That's shocking, giving it's double-A baseball. Uh, I hope that it's just like going out and getting working, and it's obviously not game-planned or anything. But either way, when you get him back on Friday, and what I think is so important about the Kimbrel development here is that now Kimbrel can be your set closer, and I know that's been something they've shot away from, but when you have a guy with 400-plus saves back there that is pitching at that kind of level again, just let him be the closer. We don't need to jostle him around and put him in the seventh or eighth. Just let him go close out baseball games. But instead of having to use Alvarado to get your last three outs, now you can use Alvarado in the sixth, seventh, eighth, wherever the kind of pocket in the lineup where you need to get it out and you hope you can get it out. Like Alvarado now becomes even more valuable where he's not relegated to closing out games. And he has shown the ability. It's not like you're, you're putting him into a new role. Now he's a fireman. And you have him. You have Sir Anthony. You have Soto. Like, that is three guys that it's just going to be hard if they do get leads, and I, they should, for, for teams to come back against them, especially with the way Kimbrell's pitching right now. So it's a massive advantage for this team. And I just, to be completely frank, like I'm shocked at what Kimbrell's doing. Because... He was left off the, off the Dodgers postseason roster last year. I know he always still kind of threw hard the last couple of years, but uh, the stuff didn't pop the way that it did early in his career. I mean, this is what he looked like for a majority of what the, those 400-plus saves were, were racked up like. I mean, fastball, rising again. Even, like, if he throws to the top of the zone, they're swinging at it, even though it's going right out of the zone. I mean, that is, that is some serious rise on the fastball. and The knuckle curve he's getting over for strikes. So, you know, if you look at Craig Kimbrell's career numbers the last, I don't know, since like 2017, it's usually one great year, down year. One great year, down year. One great year, down year. And maybe we're just getting one of those great Craig Kimbrell years because it is, I mean, he, he, he looks nasty. 
Um, hasn't blown a save yet. So, um, yeah, just uh, excited for Alvarado to get back. Hopefully the, the Redding thing was just a mirage and they can get him back rolling and, and being uh, Jose Alvarado again. But either way, this bullpen has a chance to be absolutely lights out. 215-592-9494. Jake is in Cherry Hill. What's happening, Jake? Hey, uh, just coming off of the game here, my throat's a little scratchy from all the smoke. Yeah, I mean, what was it like? How What, what was going on down there? Uh, yeah, I mean, I didn't even realize it until I got back in the car. But, um, you know, it was a little windy for a while, started to, you know, sprinkle rain a little bit. But, um, you know, what wasn't stopping the, the fills from getting to, you know, I, I don't think I've ever seen as many warning track balls. That was Kind of crazy. Um, I mean, I thought like they, had, I thought they had three homers tonight, Jake. Like I thought, the, I, know, yeah. I was like, I've seen that. That's a home run. Obviously, it's a home run, and they just stayed <laughs> yeah. in, and and that, that's I, obviously why it was only one nothing. And, and from my, from, I was sitting uh, behind a visitor dugout, and you know, you kind of feel like a feel like an idiot standing up for for every single one. But I mean, they were they were close. Totally, totally. Um, yeah. And I, I just, it's it's why I'm not like super worried about the offense. Like, I, I know that there's this, like, worry meter with the offense sometimes. They're so inconsistent. I thought they had pretty good approaches tonight, and they should have had more runs than they than they ended up having. And just thank God that they were able to hold on to a one nothing lead because that, that's not something we have been accustomed to seeing with the uh, with the Phils. And Walker was, I mean, he was looking good. He really was. I mean, uh, it, it's good to see him, you know, last couple games. He's, he's been pretty solid. Um, he, uh, and then, I mean, at the end, that ninth inning, you know, Kimball coming out and just shutting it down. I'm actually, uh, one of the reasons I was at the game, good friends with the, the number 59 there, Zach Short, that, uh, <laughs> that strikeout at the end. Oh, and, yeah. uh, That's he made hurt. a nice, yeah, I know. <laughs> it, it did kind of hurt. I also <laughs> felt like Nettie, you know, was the only guy rooting for, uh, for the one, only one single, uh, Detroit player. And then the rest was for the Phillies, but, uh, it was, uh. It was a good game. Very fast game, but but a good game to go to on a on a random Tuesday. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate the call, Jake. I mean, again, thirty six thousand people there tonight, so people are still coming out. I mean, I think they the second uh, second best uh, attendance attendance in baseball this year. So um, it's a good sign that, that people are still coming out. I did think it was funny that Zach Short was playing second base. You know, if your name's gonna be Zach Short, just let him play short stuff. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four is how you get in on the final out. On the other side, I will run through all of your phone calls and we'll look ahead to tomorrow before handing things off to Jody Mack. All of that is coming up next here on The Final Out. Welcome on back. It is The Final Out, sponsored by Regency Furniture. Affordable, never looks so good. Jack Fritz hanging out with you for the next couple of minutes before handing things off to Jody Mack. He'll take you through the rest of the night. And real quick, like non Phillies thing before we get back to, to everything on the game and, and your phone calls. I mean, Luis Arise is is batting over 400 on June 6th. And I, I obviously, I think the closest that we've kind of gotten to this was, well, Maurer did it for one year. He was semi-close. Um, but like Gwynn in 94, I guess, before the, the strike shortened season. So, you know, of all the... So I've always believed in the unbreakable records of baseball. I always felt like 56 games was possible. 400, I would be really surprised if someone could hit it again. But I rise is like the perfect guy to do it. I mean, he he doesn't hit for a ton of power. He's up there looking for for base hits. I know he doesn't doesn't play every game at Marlins Park, but he plays 81 of them at least. And, I mean, talk about a perfect kind of ballpark built for the ability to, to do this. So, 
Um, I've long thought baseball needed one of these kind of streaks to to get people into it and and caring throughout the summer and something that can kind of um, get people talking about the sport in a positive way. Even though I, I'll say this, I think I think the, the discussion around baseball has changed a lot. With the new rules, you don't hear as much complaining. The the, the lazy sports radio hosts can, they can't do the whole like ah baseball's dead and oh the games are so boring and oh they don't move along very well. So that's pretty much been taken out. And I think that having a nice little streak is, is something that I think would would get get casual people checking in on. I guess the unfortunate part is that he's a Marlin. You know, if he was a Yankee or if he was in the Northeast kind of power machine of uh, media machine, you'd be hearing a lot more about it. But he's unfortunately in Miami. But still, it's definitely something to keep your eye on. June sixth, Luis Arise still batting over four hundred. So um, I, I've I've loved him for for a couple of years now. He, he's been a professional hitter for a little bit, and man, 400 is is something I never thought we'd see again, and it's it's cool to see a guy at least trying for it. 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phones. Nick is in New Jersey. What's happening, Nick? Hey, Jack. How's it going? Oh, it's going great, buddy. It's going great. How are you? I'm great. Uh, what more can I ask for? I'm on the phone with the great Jack Fritz after four straight Phillies wins, you know? Never a doubt either. It's not like everyone was jumping ship last week. Everyone stayed strong with this baseball team and believed they were going to pull it through. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I just want to talk about the expectations for this team. You know, the expectations we had going into the season that they're going to be a World Series contender. I don't want to be a wet blanket. This has been a great five games, I would say. But you said at the top of the show that you don't expect to split with the Dodgers this weekend. Well, And that bothers I- me. I hope they can take two or three. Uh, I don't. I didn't expect the sweep. I think I meant to say. If I said split, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Okay. It's all, yeah, yeah, just like I, I can't I, to expect this a uh, sweep of the Dodgers. I think is asking a little bit too much. I would take two or three, and I think two or three would definitely get people believing more, obviously, than beating up on the Tigers and Nationals. No, that's fair. Sorry, I thought it was a four game series, but yeah, I just think you know this team has the potential to play great, and I want them to live up to that potential. Uh, I don't want to sneak into the playoffs, although with the season running out, that might be what has to happen. But I want this team to live up to their potential and play great against great teams. Yeah, and, and Nick, that's been the unfortunate part of the beginning of the season. Is like, yeah, they're, they're only a couple games out of the wild card. They're under 500. They're starting to play better now. But what I had envisioned for this summer was, was a lot like the summers of, of 9, 10, 11, where it's just like great baseball night in, night out. And like winning 90-plus games rather than winning high 80s. Now, there's a lot of games left. I still think there's over 100 left. So um, they sh- like, there's plenty of time to kind of right the ship here. But, yeah, I- I'm with you. Like, it's it's disappointing that we're kind of having to do the same thing they did last year over again. Like you said, plenty of time to turn it around, but I don't want to be embarrassed on national TV, Sunday Night Baseball. I want it to be competitive. I don't want to get swept by the Mets. You know, I'm still frustrated, but I'm excited to see that they might turn it around. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Nick. And uh, yeah, it's it's that Mets series was disheartening, and a couple of these last couple of series have definitely been disheartening. And the way they've played is definitely giving you some life, I think. But they still have to go out and beat some better teams before I think a lot of people are are fully back in and fully invested. It's great to see the ballpark filled up. That's awesome. That makes me happy. But to 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 kind of rid themselves of 
the conversation of have they turned a corner? Are they uh, uh, have they you know are they on their way to to getting back to playing good baseball? Um, they still need to to prove a lot from that standpoint. Um, but you know, all you gotta do at this point is keep racking up series wins, and and tomorrow's a chance to go for a sweep. I mean, the, um, Zach Wheeler on the mound versus Reese Olson again. I, I'd never heard of Reese Olson. Um, but I, looking at the numbers, he had a 638 ERA, AAA. So that was in 10 starts. That's AAA. Now the big leagues, he had one start. His ERA in the, in the bigs is, is 3-8. So uh, I expect the Phillies to go out tomorrow and get a job done, especially with Zach Wheeler on the mound against that Tigers lineup that I don't think is going to get an influx of talent before tomorrow. So Zach Wheeler tomorrow, and I know – he wasn't great against the Nationals on Friday, but I do think there was a good amount of bad luck in that game as well. Um, some bad defense and some bleeders that kind of fell in. So I expect Zach Wheeler to bounce back tomorrow night and, and be back to how he was pitching before the Nationals start. But either way, you know, everyone heads into series and they say, ah, oh, just take two or three. You got to you gotta sweep tomorrow. Just sweep, end it, and head into the Dodgers series feeling really confident and riding a, a good high. But tomorrow, you, that's that's not a game you should lose. It, it's not a game you should lose at all. And then this weekend, it, it's interesting. They they skip the bullpen game. So we get Ranger, Nola, and Tywin Walker this weekend. So obviously not having Zach Wheeler stinks, but they are throwing three of their better pitchers and three guys that have pitched really well recently. Uh, Ranger, seven innings, one run on Sunday, c- coming off of his – Good outing before that, so he's getting into a rhythm. Nola, seven innings, zero earned runs, um, and tied for a career high in Ks. And obviously, Taiwan Walker, really good tonight. 235 ERA in his last four starts. So getting those four rolling. Zach Wheeler, hopefully he can keep it rolling tomorrow. One phone call before handing things off to Jody Mack. Dave is in Maryland. What's happening, Dave? Hey, what's up? Uh, big tonight. You know, just got to get, get the job done. Uh, just love the I love the bullpen uh, the way they're kind of rounding the shape. Totally. Uh, even the guys like Vasquez, Marte, Hoffman, they're doing a job and kind of giving Thompson some extra options to you know close games out. And tonight, obviously, Kimbrel was unbelievable. Yeah. So. Well, and and that's the that's the difference between this bullpen and the last couple of years. Like the last couple of years, they would have Sir Anthony or they would have mm-hmm. like one guy that you trusted, and then everyone else was was a big kind of question mark. I mean, right now the guy that is a question mark is Brogdon. I think I think Marte is probably still more of a question mark than a, than a solid. Hoffman's just been such a revelation. I mean, Jeff Hoffman I think is someone that smart teams would have would have figured out and, and turned into a stud. And I'm just happy that it's the Phillies and and they've turned the guy with the with the big stuff into a real weapon for them. And I, I assume as we go along here and we roll through the middle of summer that Hoffman's probably going to start getting more high leverage spots. Yeah, another point, and I'll let, let you go on this one. Uh, I was at the game last night, and this 640 start, love it. Pitchcock, great. Is there a reason the Phillies are only letting te- letting fans in like an hour and five minutes before the game? It seems like it used to be when I, that you can come watch some batting practice. When you get in, batting practice is over. Part of the ballpark experience is over. And, it, it, you, know, the, you know, the games being shorter, great, but some people do like to go to that, uh, you know, atmosphere before the game. Yeah. And, you well, know, it's great for kids. Ballpark. I mean, it's great for kids, too. Yeah. Um, I wish I had an answer for you, Dave. I, I honestly just – I don't have an answer. Um, you know, I, I 
I, I don't get down to games like an hour before usually. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm sure they have the reason. And again, tomorrow games at six Oh five. Cause like I guess they have the post game concert. So, uh, six Oh five to start tomorrow. Zach Wheeler versus Reese Olsen. Marks and Reese will have you covered for leading off. I will have you for post game in what should be, should be a series sweep against the Detroit Tigers. That's going to do it for me tonight here on the final out coming up next. Jody Mack, he'll take you through the rest of the night here on Sports Radio 94 WIP.